I'm Jennifer Nielsen, and this is Let It Glow, episode 48, Stop Settling for Breadcrumbs. Ready, set, glow. Welcome to the Let It Glow podcast, a happy place where you'll learn how to let your soul shine and discover new ways to design your best life. I'm your host, Jennifer Nielsen. Hello and welcome to another podcast episode. I know it's been a minute since I've been on here, but I can tell you I've been busy working on some exciting new projects that I can't wait to tell you about. But first and foremost, we're here today to talk about not settling for breadcrumbs. Life is way too short. And why settle for breadcrumbs when you can have the whole slice or even better, the whole loaf, smothered in butter, of course. And one thing that really, you know, as we talk about this that comes to my mind is sometimes there's this feeling that we're selfish if we want more. But here's the deal. You can have both gratitude for where you are now and also strive for more, more evolution, more abundance, more peace, more success, more connection. Because the more that you feel yourself, the more you'll have to give others. Because settling serves no one. So I want to ask you an important question. I want you to sit with this for a second. Are you living the life that you chose or the life that chose you? Now, again, I want you to just think about that. Because if you're not intentionally creating and choosing the life that you're living, you're settling. So let today be the day that you start choosing the life that you want to live. And really, that starts with you choosing you. One of the most harmful ways where we settle is when we abandon ourselves. And you might not understand quite yet what that is, but I'll go into that. But I'll just give you a little background on my own experience with this, because I didn't realize I was doing this for the first four decades of my life. And when I really started learning and understanding the power of connecting with the real me, with my true self, that's when I was able to start feeling and experiencing real joy and peace and happiness. But I'll warn you, it's a little scary. Sometimes it's easier to look to others to decide for us or for advice or you know, to know what to do or what to think or how to act. But when we really take radical responsibility for our own lives, that's where the real power is. And then we can really start creating what we want instead of just accepting what's been given to us or what's been expected of us. It's very powerful. So really, what does it mean to abandon yourself? I'm going to give you some ways, and I want you to kind of think about these and how they resonate with you. So number one is people-pleasing. Number two is saying yes when you really want to say no. Number three, hiding parts of yourself. Number four, self-criticism and judgment. Number five, not setting boundaries. Number six, perfectionism. Number seven, not standing up for yourself. Number eight, not acting according to your values. Number nine, suppressing your feelings and needs. And number 10, not trusting your instincts. Now, again, we're just going to pause for just a moment. I want you to think about that list and think about the ways that you're doing this in your life. Because if you're doing any one of those or all of them like I was doing for many, many years, you are abandoning yourself. And until you learned how to really stand up for yourself, 
to honor yourself and to connect with the real you, this is going to continue to keep happening. But what's so important is to identify it. Because for me personally, I thought it was just my personality that I was a pleaser and that I had these, what I perceived as deficiencies, perfectionism and not having self-confidence and being insecure. I will say this again probably in the podcast and many other times, that is not who you are born to be. Self-abandonment happens when you reject or suppress part of yourself and ignore your own needs and desires. This also shows up when you let others make decisions for you. So again, just understand if there's, there's these areas where you might be struggling, this isn't a life sentence. You don't have to be this way forever. I always laugh. I'm a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist. Seriously. I mean, it ran my life. Because when we do these behaviors, basically what we're saying is that what others think or what they need is more important than what you need or what you think. So if your parents or other influential adults didn't meet your emotional and or physical needs in childhood, you're likely to abandon yourself as an adult. But the good news is, is you're not a child anymore, so now you have the opportunity to fix it. So how do you do this? I'm all about giving you tangibles, because that is what I want for you, is to take what I'm teaching you here and apply it in your life. So here are two questions you can apply to any situation to determine if you're in self-abandonment mode. Number one, why am I making this decision? Number two, if it were only up to me, would I still want to do blank? Now, if fear, guilt, obligation, and worrying about disappointing others influences your decisions, then you might be operating from a place of self-abandonment. Now, self-abandonment and understanding this doesn't mean that we abandon all responsibilities and we never do what we don't want to do because guess what? Then we would never do anything because every day we wake up and have to do things that need to be done. We have to put gas in our car, else we'll run out of gas. We have to eat, else we won't have energy. And sometimes I don't feel like stopping and doing these things, but that's what's required of us. This is a little bit different. I want to make sure that you understand that. It's when you have a decision that you can say no to that you make that you say yes. And what's important to clarify, too, is whether you say yes or whether you say no isn't what this is all about. It's understanding that you can say yes and you can say no and that your yes is as good as your no, that you have the option to do what you're doing and to make a decision either way because you don't want to make a decision or to do something or to live your life because that's what others need from you or out of fear of disappointing others. So it's all about your intent. A lot of times I talk about this in our DIG training, kind of the difference between being kind or being nice. And it could involve doing the exact same thing. So let's say I take flowers to somebody. They're having a rough time. Old Jennifer might have wanted some sort of like, oh, thank you. She's great. Some sort of kind of accolades or appreciation or some some type of feedback or payoff, so to speak. That's when we're doing it out of being nice. Being kind is we don't need anything in return for our actions and for our acts of kindness. We don't need a thank you. We don't need recognition. We don't need others to even know that we did it. We don't, we're not doing it to feel good for ourselves or for our own benefit. We're just doing it because zero agenda. So that's the difference between being kind and nice and understanding that when it comes to a, you know, not abandoning yourself, we do that less and less when we don't need other people's validation to do what we're doing or to to you know to make us feel better about what we're doing or what we're not doing. And so 
really when it comes to this, it's important to understand that we're doing things and we're connecting with our true self, which is a place of love. There's not a place, there's not an agenda there. So really what I want you to kind of tap into is allowing yourself to have feelings and needs and to have self-compassion and to be authentic and not doing things for those opposite reasons out of fear, again, of disappointing people or letting people down or because that's what you think you should do. And we've talked about shooting all over yourself. We don't want to do that. So the opposite of abandoning yourself is tapping into your true self or your higher self. And I'm going to go over that just really quickly here because I want you to take a minute to see how this is operating your life. So you have your true self and your lower self. Your true self is hopeful. Your lower self is fearful. Your true self is mindful and intentional, whereas your lower self is going to you know, kind of go through the motions. You're an automatic pilot. Your true self is proactive. Your lower self is reactive or inactive. Your true self honors you. And then your lower self is goes into that betrayal, that abandonment mode that we've been talking about. Your true self believes that you are enough because that is the truth. That lower self that kind of like likes to lie to us will tell you that you're not enough and that you're falling short, that will feed into that self-loathing. Your true self wants to live your dreams, wants to have abundance in your life, whereas your lower self just lives the life that was handed to you. Your true self takes responsibility for your life. Your lower self will blame others for your unhappiness. Your true self gives others the benefit of the doubt. Your lower self is judgmental and critical of others and is unforgiving. So just understanding that that sometimes there is a little bit of fear or discomfort in tapping into your true self, being really honest with yourself. And it's going to require you to be honest with others. Because for me now, I just operate in this place where I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm not going to do that little white lie that might keep me out of trouble like I learned how to do growing up in a big family with a lot of dysfunction. I want to be honest in what I say and what I do. And that first has to start with me because now you know that when I say something or I do something, that my intention is as clear and as pure as it can be as a human being because we are human beings. But I know what it feels like to live a life not being in my, you know, being my true self and betraying myself. And I can see how detrimental it's been to me, to my family, to my relationships. And I didn't even realize I was doing it for much of my life. I gave my authority over to others, my power, my, you know, just so many of my decisions over to the adults in my life, to leaders. And I did I didn't I didn't believe that I knew what was best for myself. And like I said, it had such a, a, a detrimental effect in my life. But things dramatically changed for the better for me when I reclaimed my own power to choose, my own power to think for myself. I mean, it was always there, but somehow I'd forgotten that along the way. And instead, I started tapping into my true self. And let me just tell you this. I don't ever want to give you an image of rainbows and unicorns here because that's not how this is. This like restoration of Jennifer Nielsen has been a brutal process. I don't think I really know knew who I was. I based everything about myself around what other people thought, their impressions, what I was supposed to do, who I was supposed to be. I had, you know, this trauma in my life that defined me in ways that I didn't realize that it had defined me. And so really reclaiming 
the real Jennifer that was, again, she was always there. I just had just stepped that away and I had just gotten into this place where I was just in survival mode. I was just, you know, just buffering and just, you know, doing anything I could do to stay out of pain. But that that reprogramming that I did is the only way that I could undo those things that were hurting me so that I could be an autonomous, independent person. And that is what I want for each one of you. Live your life for you. And I know this might make you a little bit nervous, but this, like we have this weird illusion that somehow if we start doing that, we're going to become selfish creatures and we're going to do horrible things and we're not going to do kind things for others. And in fact, it's the opposite. The truer you are with who you are, the more honest you are, the more willing you are to be uncomfortable and do the work, the deeper your connections are going to be and the more you're going to come from a pure place of love and service without the selfishness, without the agenda. So I just think about, you know, even going back to when I was in college and turning over to others rather than really tapping into what I wanted to do. I remember wanting to be a a psychology degree. And my dad was like, you know, I think it'd be better to go into education. You can work around your kids' schedules. I knew what I wanted to do, but I let him talk me out of it. And I can promise you, he would have been okay with whatever I chose. But I was just wishy-washy enough. I wasn't secure enough to stand in that space of, no, this is what I want to do. Because I didn't really know or trust myself well enough. But what I can tell you is that I was born to be powerful. And so were you. You weren't born to live the life that others want you to live. And only you can do this for yourself. Insecurity, perfectionism, indecisiveness. This is not your personality. It's not your true self. You weren't born to be this way. But you can reprogram these parts of you because they aren't really you anyway. Success, joy, freedom, confidence, and peace. This is your birthright. This is who you were meant to be and how you were meant to live your life. But again, it's up to you to claim them. No one is going to do this for you. But just allow yourself the grace and the space to figure this out. It's not an easy process, but we know that anything worth doing is not easy. But it'll be the greatest work that you do, and you will benefit the lives of others in ways you never thought possible. Just think about that person in your life. Just sit with this for a minute. That makes you feel at ease. That just sees you and loves you and knows you and knows all the things about you and just adores you the same. It doesn't change the way they feel about you. I can almost assure you that that person has that same love for themselves, has that same level of comfort with who they are. Because when we, sh- when we show up that way within ourselves, we can show up that way with others. So I challenge you to, to even go back and listen to this. Grab a pencil and a piece of paper and just really evaluate where you are and start looking at the ways that you're operating in your life. And if it's not working for you, then change it. You have the power to do that. You have the power to create the version of you that you're meant to be and the life that you're meant to live. And I just want to thank you for tuning in today and just know that I am here. You're not alone in this process. I do what I do because I know what it feels like to be drowning. And even worse, sometimes to be treading water and to feel like life is just will never get better, that there's this hopelessness. 
There is so much beauty and miracles waiting for you. But it's up to you to say yes to you. And if you need help and you need support, I'm your girl. I offer this dig training that has changed oh, hundreds and hundreds of people's lives. It can change your life. I can help you conquer those blocks that are holding you back. So just know you're not alone. Okay, ladies, so it's time to stop settling for breadcrumbs and start striving for the success and happiness that is awaiting you. And I'm here to cheer you on and to support you in any way that I can. And again, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to the Let It Glow podcast. If you enjoyed this show, share the love with a friend. This podcast can be found on iTunes or subscribe on my website at www.let-it-glow.com. And remember, let go and let it glow.